Are we ready? Do it. Hello, Mixed Nut Cases. This is Nuke Chas, and this is an episode of Nutty Bites. This is a nutty chat. I don't know. We don't have a full topic. This is more us just getting together chatting. Uh, so with me today, I have... Hey, it's still me, Tech. Sorry, everybody. You get... <laughs> You're getting a clip show. It's not a clip show. I would uh-huh. never do that. Uh, but it is just a... Like, We're actually both in a coma, and what you're going to be hearing is the best conversations we've had over the... No, we're not no, going to do no, that to no, you. No, no, no. 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 Uh, but no, it's the end of July, and we're transitioning into August, and what is going to be dropping on the feed, that is going to be the next installment of Dog Days of Podcasting. Mm-hmm. That's right. I've been doing this for the past couple of years, where every day for the month of August, as many of them as I can make it, uh, I will be putting out a show and usually they're like five minute shows, you know, maybe five to seven minute shows. Uh, normally I, I've been in the last couple of years, I've been doing what I call dinner in a movie where I tell you about a TV show or a movie that I really like and I pair it with a food and it's basically your suggestion list, right? Uh, this year it's going to be a little different. This year we're going to be doing some Babylon 5 episodes because we're really excited about the new Babylon 5 movie coming out, the animated movie, which we asked for people to send in uh, feedback, but nobody sent anything in yet. So so I got I, I got two theories there. Yeah. One, uh, Zathras stole them all. Oh, that would make sense. Yes, because he said that, that it wasn't the one. It was it was uh, sent to the to the B four station, right? Exactly. We got lost in some timey wimey stuff. Mm-hmm. Or uh, two, they've sent us so much that they've actually clogged the pipe to your e- email. Oh, and somebody that must needs be it. to go in there and root around with a stick and kind of shove them through because there's just so many Shake huge loose. Yes. recorded files. Absolutely, just so many Babylon Five fans that. Well, actually, I would think though, percentage wise, compared to the average population there's probably more per ratio babylon 5 listeners to nutty bites than in the world but yes anyway this is one of those problems that i've always had on social media going all the way back to live journal remember that thing oh yeah where if i would write something where i was expecting to get legitimate interaction I would always get crickets. I would get nothing. Radio silence. If I did something stupid and just silly, uh, it would just get flooded and everybody would want to chime in with something equally silly and stupid. Um, Or I do remember the one day where I um, wrote an essay about the new uh, Superman movie and how they didn't get the physics of him jumping correctly from what I saw in the trailer. And it was kind of a... Just a, a way for me to yeah. show off a little bit of the physics that I'd learned in a ballistics class. And I get back, well, no, because he hasn't jumped since the 1930s, and here's the other things that you didn't get right. And, uh, yeah, and, and an old friend of ours who just said that I wasn't funny and my, my analysis was meh. So I just sort of gave up. And, and then we started the podcast and everything's going great. And they say, hey, everybody, we'd really like some input on this. Crickets. Crickets. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, uh, people are busy. It's the summer. It's all good. Hey, everybody's got a life. And yep. uh, everybody can enjoy the podcast in uh, the way that they want, whether yep. that's interactive or not, uh, whether that's, um, you know, 
in the car, at home, you know, while you're mowing the lawn, going for a walk, hey, whatever. How you want to enjoy the show is up to you. And uh, it looks like, uh, well, we gambled on interactivity and it didn't work. Well, uh, they, they still got time. They still got time. The, the movie isn't out yet. Uh, but I will say that um, I am just as guilty for this sort of thing. For instance, uh, I just signed up for Dog Days of Podcasting. Uh, Craig opened it up on the 13th. It is now the 27th. And I posted on the 13th. Note to self to sign up when I get home. Mm-mm. Note to self, nutty. Yep, I just remembered. <laughs> so I get it. You know, we we all and, and you and I, we've been traveling, we've been moving around, things have been happening, and in the meantime, more Babylon Five news. It's getting a Blu-ray. Ooh, yeah, finally Ooh. Blu-ray. Uh, it's going to be the HBO remastered release. So I've never seen that. So I'm excited. Uh, we own all the DVDs, but yes, we have already pre-ordered the Blu-ray. Merry Christmas to us! It's coming out in December. It'll be perfect. Yeah, the yeah, and the, but the DVDs are the low def versions yeah. from the from the, the, the TV. from TV. So they're in like four to three. It will also be in four to three. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it will, um, you know, it's the remastered versions. It's going to be a little bit nicer. Apparently there is one studio executive, one Warner Brothers executive that has put the kibosh on everything Babylon five going way, way back and refused to every time they wanted to do a Blu-ray. Uh, they just refused and, and said no. And that guy finally retired. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me he died. <laughs> no, he finally retired, and they're like, Babylon 5, let's do it. And apparently it wasn't even a push from JMS or the fans or anything, that there's tons of other people at Warner Brothers that have been waiting to do this, but every time they tried, it it got killed, and now that guy's gone, so yay. Here <laughs> Which, we go. Ain't that always the way? It, I just think that is absolutely hysterical, and it just... Yeah. Well, there was a friend of ours in academia that told us a story a long time ago of a guy that was trying to get a paper published about this new theory yeah. in physics. Of, in that, fluid dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I guess the guy that had a competing theory was also like the lead editor of the big physics journal they were trying to get published in. So they had to wait till the guy died yeah. to finally get their paper Public and uh, and uh, published and then revolutionized fluid dynamics, but you know ego got in the way. I'm never going to let this thing get published. And yeah, when well. even fluid dynamics can be political, yep, like that just uh, the human condition. It's 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 rotten. It's rotten. But uh, sometimes that's just the way it's got to go. You got to get over people's egos. I I wish there were more people that could learn to not suppress the ego, but like get over their own egos uh when we go to one dojo in mississauga uh there's a big sign on the door and it says leave your ego outside or leave yeah. your ego at the door and it's it's so true and it just makes you think you know if if you have a sign for that that means something's happened you don't just put up signs right no and yeah well they had uh, people from other martial arts coming in that they wanted to prove something and they wanted to show yeah something and they wanted to challenge somebody and then well this isn't the place for it you know and yeah. no we're we're here to learn we're not here for like macho bravado rah rah i don't i don't i don't understand it but uh it's just one of those things it's like if if we can get over the whole you know what 
I'm not the biggest podcaster out there. I'm not the, you know, I may have been the top fluid dynamics guy, but guess what? Somebody else found a new theorem. How cool is that? Like new information should be exciting and wild. Um, going back to Aikido, I mean, I'd been teaching how to do forward rolls a certain way. And uh, since a friend of ours said, hey, I just saw this thing and it's weird and I don't know if it'll work. Let's try it out. We tried it out and it, it helped. It helped a lot of people. It was like, awesome. Let's do it. Let's well, there, there, try something new. There's even a song about that, if I've interpreted it correctly, mm-hmm. because everybody knows that my poetry appreciation skills are top-notch. Top-notch. But there is that song uh, by the girl uh, talking to her ex-boyfriend after they broke up, and she sees that he's having a great life, and she congratulates Good for you that you're happy and healthy and doing well. <laughs> and she's able to get over her... That's not what the song's about at all, no. is it? No. No, this is, this is a song that she sings while screaming it into a pillow in her bedroom because she's so upset and she's not over the guy. But, I love that song. <laughs> but but it is funny to analyze it the other way. That, no, no. Good for you. Uh, my well, mama don't like you and she likes everybody. Yeah. Different song. Different, I know. I yeah. know. Well, uh, on the topic of ego, I mean, you've got probably one of the great Beatles songs of all time. Uh, the last one they recorded, I Me, Mine. Yeah. With, you know, I, Me, and Mine are the... Um, I guess it was some Hindu philosophy that they were studying about the three stages of ego. And the whole point is that you're trying to get rid of the I, me, and mine in your life. Yeah. And and that's George Harrison, isn't yeah. it? And then he quit the band. <laughs> because they said, no, we're not doing this weird stuff. And, um, well, he was like, fine, I quit. I'm going to go make good music with the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah. Like, honestly, the the more yeah. I've learned about that, the more I'm happy that the Beatles broke up. Uh, you know, the Traveling Wilburys is such an interesting thing. Oh, yeah, well, y- y- the Beatles don't want to play my stuff, so what's what's Bob Dylan doing right now? <laughs> what's Roy Orbison doing yeah. right now? Yeah. Hey, like, hey, Jeff, ELO's 15 minutes are up. What are you doing? Let's uh, <laughs> let's hang out. I mean, but if you think about it, it's like there, there's that one story. Uh, going to get killed by ELO fans for probably. that. Probably. There's like a, uh, it's like a Tumblr story of this guy who, who's kid is going through all of nirvana and go man i really like this i wish i wish kurt cobain could have just made it five more years what do you mean five more years wouldn't you have preferred for him to to live and and not kill himself what What? and then miss out on the foo fighters and miss out on the foo fighters exactly yeah yeah i heard that joke that's that's awful it's awful but um in the beatles case uh uh it was definitely one of these yeah they're big they're huge and then they got into a point where everybody's like i want to do this i want to do this it's like okay cool let's 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 get the traveling wilburys i like it the traveling wilburys (laughs) pretend i said that properly okay good job nutty (laughs) my mouth was not listening to my brain nope that happens sometimes but uh yeah so the dog days are coming up and that's going to be a lot of fun. And one thing I noticed is I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, summer movies is a big, huge thing. And people are really excited about all of these summer movies. And we've seen one, technically one summer movie so far. But we don't go to the theater that much. We no. used to. Uh, we really don't go to the theater that much. And I want to go through some of these movies and you have you tell me if it's worth going to the theater. Sure. Okay, 
So the we're going in chronological order. This is even though it came out in May. Apparently, this counts as a summer movie. Mm. Fast X. Uh, man, you know what though? I that's one of those things. Uh, that movie is going to be such a feast for the eyes with the stunts and everything. That's the kind of thing you want to go see in IMAX. Uh, I'm not going to go because I'm not that big fan of a, of the franchise. But if you like the franchise and this is kind of the last one ish, maybe uh, it might be worth seeing on the big screen. I- yeah. I saw the first one. I don't need to see any others. I guess I saw the first um, three. But apparently, according... I think it was Jason that said, um, even Carl uh, Drogo can't save the Fast franchise. Yeah. The Little Mermaid, uh, I've, I'm not into the live actions. Uh, now, the one we did see was Across the Spider-Verse, which is awesome. And Amazing. I, worth I think, it. And we did so a, a dinner and a movie. And this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a dinner and a movie on. Mm. Flame and Hot. Yeah, you know what? That was fun. Not entirely historically accurate to the Doesn't real story, matter. but it was a very fun movie for a documentary about the making of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Uh, as as my family is very fond of saying, don't ruin a good story by with lack of facts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Elemental, that's that new Pixar. Eh. Yeah. The Flash. Eh. I'm torn. I... I, I'm not going to go to the theater to see this. I will watch this when it comes out on um, HBO because we have Crave and Crave has HBO and I just upped our details there. Um, but meaning that they can process the payment. Uh, but I hate Ezra Miller. I don't think Ezra Miller should be the Flash. But I'm finally getting what I've been asking for forever. And that's Michael Keaton being b- old Batman. I just... My problem with The Flash is that, and I'm not a big fan of the TV show, but it is very popular. And it does have a, it did have a long run with a cool cast, and they did some fun things with it. I mean, we got Gorilla Grodd in the TV show. Why not just do that in a movie instead of casting your train wreck, Ezra Miller, into, I I don't know, DC's live action movies have been like, eh? To kind of okay, some of them work. Very few of them. Batman's work. The, ba- the most of the Batman's work. The Suicide Squads worked, and a lot of people hated them. But I liked them. Love them. Birds of Prey. Yeah, um, love Birds of Prey. The, the Wonder Harley, Woman. The the Harley Quinn movie. Yep, that was Birds of Prey. Yeah, and then and then Wonder Woman. I I loved Wonder. It wasn't Woman. called Birds of Prey, didn't it? Have the sixty-five. Oh, like, it had a million. The, the glorious emancipation of yeah, one Harley yeah, yeah. And, it, it, but it was Birds of Prey, and then all those other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely love those. But there's been you're right, like absolutely hit or miss. I mean, and again, even Cal Drogo can't save certain things. Like I love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. The Aquaman movie had some really good points, but it was not a good movie. The um, they've always DC has always hit it out of the park with their animation, though. Yeah, their animation studios have done uh, some incredible things. And I, I saw somebody on Instagram; uh, it was a, a podcast that was going on, and the idea of like think of the Batman animated show. Yeah, just do that live action. Yeah, and. All of their other, like, great animated shows that they've done, just do that live action, and and you'll have success. And they're going, I don't know, they tend to go weird. Um, uh, their TV shows tend to be pretty good, though. Um, uh, Peacemaker immediately. Peacemaker. Comes, well, <laughs> a lot of this is James Gunn. Yeah. 
James Gunn uh, did Suicides, the, the the Suicide Squad. He did the second Suicide Squad movie. He did Peacemaker. He's putting together Superman Legacy, which sounds really cool. Um, I I don't know. Is it going to be animated? Is it going? I all I know is uh, some of the casting. So uh, we've got. Nathan Fillion is going to be playing Guy Gardner's version of the Green Lantern. Um, we've got a new Clark Kent Superman. We've got um, the Dora the Explorer is playing Hawkgirl. And the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is going to be Lois Lane. So I'm really excited by that. Right. And I was super excited for this. But then you dropped the bomb on me that this thing's animated. Well, I don't know because it doesn't say animated, but it's got one of the comic book covers and I don't know if it's animated. I don't know what it's going to be. Mm. It's just been announced. It's for 2025. Ooh. I, I have hope. I have hope, but um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't say animated on IMDb. I am speaking out of my butt because I really don't know everything about this movie. I just, I just heard tidbits and snippets and it doesn't even have a cover so let's hope let's hope it's it's live action that's my hope <laughs> and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but uh and then we get another great uh live action uh sorry animated dc uh i think and i have said for years that what dc needs to do is they need to find the funny they need to find the the comedy that is in dc that has always been in dc and um I think James Gunn has done that, and man, Peacemaker, such a good show. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a a little sick in the in the uh, in the in the mainstream comic book movies. I'm getting a little sick that everything needs to be Grim a dark. dark a dark and gritty reboot. Yeah, uh, you can do a reboot. You can tell a story, and at its core, comic books are silly, and they yeah. seem to have forgotten that in the need to want to do everything dark and gritty and the thing you know the main thing with that is um joker uh, the, the joker i I, I will after, not watch that movie but after heath ledger did an amazing performance as the joker yeah everybody wants more of that and that's the that's my favorite joker everybody screams and yeah. the, we all want more of that and then when they had uh was it jared leto yeah do a different take on joker uh, they revolted. Everybody revolted and, and got mad. Well, he's not the same as Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was the best. No, Heath Ledger, Ledger was good. But understand, it's the Joker. Yeah, it's got to be different every time. It's got to be different every time because he's different every time. And he's got to be silly. And he has to do... And a lot of people forget, you know, he does things because it's funny. Whether it's giving the kid on the street a million dollars or shooting the next person he sees, he finds it funny. Yeah. So, you know, Heath Ledger's performance was brilliant, but he's not the be-all and end-all of the character Joker. There have been other people that have done a great job. Um, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, number one, best Joker of all time. Uh, and honestly, the, the Joker in the Harley Quinn TV show is fantastic. I love that Joker. But yeah, like you're saying, Tim Gunn, the fashion designer, doing an absolutely fantastic thing with the uh, with the DC products right J now. James James Gunn. Oh, it's not the same guy. Not the same guy. I really wish it was. Wouldn't that be great? All right, let's make it work. <laughs> let's make it work, designers. All right, Avengers. Oh, just imagine in his voice. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Meanwhile, Legion of Doom. Yes, mm, love it. <laughs> oh man, I need that now. Um, I I can't. Re I think it was Quirky Nomads where it was like. Uh, Tim Gunn was a 
helping superheroes craft their costumes. Yeah, no, they, they were doing it. Uh, what was the show that he was doing? Was that Project Runway? Well, yeah, no. Project Runway. Yeah, where they had uh, they had Batman. Yeah. That's the, that's the gag I remember the most. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what's going to be black with a more black and a little bit of black? I, I don't, I don't know. You might want to break that up with a little bit of a yellow belt or something. I'm not sure. A little splash make, of color. Make it work, designers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Again, this has already come out. We have not seen it yet. You finally watched, uh, Indiana Jones. And the final and the last crusade. Yeah, I think I got one more left, right? I haven't watched the Shia LaBeouf one. I haven't either, and I'm not sure we need to. <laughs> I, I'm not sure we need to put ourselves through that. I don't know, listeners. Uh, we're going to ask for feedback, and you're not going to answer. But let us know: Do we need to watch the Crystal Skull in order to watch the Dial of Destiny? Because, because I'm thinking Indiana Jones is like Star Trek, where every other movie is good. Um, the first one. Come on, Temple of Doom. Amazing. Amazing. One of those great, great movies, and I've seen it. Man, I've watched the tape off that movie. I've seen it so many times in my life. Two, I will never watch again. That is a that did not age well. It is horribly racist and Very really racist. bad, really bad. Uh, three, I know you. Uh, we watched this with NCAF, and I and I had never seen it. And you guys really liked three. I was not a fan. You seem to like it while right. we were watching it. it. It had its decent moments and it, it had its its schlocky fun, which is what you want from See, an Indiana Jones This is Jones what movie. happens when you watch something with tech. Mm. He really likes it and then like give him a day mm. or three weeks and he hates it. No, I don't hate it. It just wasn't. I think they skipped two. I think, okay, so we yeah. went one was great. Two was bad. Three was okay. So is four going to be awful or is four going to be the good one? Did they yeah. skip two? I, 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 that, that's what I'm thinking because I've heard nothing but badness on Crystal Skull. By the way, we own it because um, you, you won? Did I you won. you win it? Yeah, it was for the Clockwork Doctor. I or won was a, that Back to the Future? Wasn't it both? Oh, maybe it was both. Anyway. Uh, two different costume yeah. contests. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah, you won all of the Indiana Jones uh, movies that were made up until that point. So... Sweet. Um, another franchise that I can't believe that they're still making these movies, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. I think I've seen two or three of them. I saw the first one, and that's all I'm interested in. It, you know what? It's another one of these like stunt extravaganza movies, and yeah. you want to watch Tom Cruise put his body through absolute hell for your amusement? Go ahead and watch the movies. I hear they're great. I, hear they're, I have a hard time fun, with nah. an action movie that says Part 1. Like, I get it. It's a drama. It's an epic series. You're doing part one, part two. Part one of an action movie? Really? I got problems. I got problems with that. All right. So this this past weekend was the big, the big double billing. Ah, yes. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Barbie. I kind of, I really want to see Barbie now. 115 million in its opening weekend. Oppenheimer made 80. I'm really nice. Go Margot Robbie. Um, I've, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, I was, uh, expected to be disappointed. I was expected for it to be a bit cringy. I was expecting the worst. And all of my groups that understand my anxieties here, uh, are all reporting back that it's awesome and that they love it. And I'm seeing it from various social circles. And so, now it is canonically true that Ken is Canadian. 
Yes, Ken is Canadian. <laughs> There's multiple Canadian Kens. Oh yes, um, gotta love it. Um, I, uh, you know what? I, I don't think I'll see either one of those in theaters. I will see them at home, especially Oppenheimer. Um, being a fan of Cold War history that I am, that is the type of movie that I will watch in one screen while I have Wikipedia and historical websites open in the other as I'm researching everything that goes on. Um, so I, I was thinking originally that both of these I'm going to watch on streaming. They're both interesting to me, but I can't imagine needing to see it on the big screen. Barbie, I don't, I, I don't know that we have time in our schedule, but I kind of want to go and I kind of want to go dressed in pink because apparently even on weekday shows, that's part of it. Like going and being excited with the crowd, which is not something we've had in a while. I did see somebody going on, um, saying that um margot robbie was not attractive enough to play barbie i don't understand that just, just that's be- the same people that said nicole kidman wasn't that hot yeah like yeah so i have not heard anything about this and they don't even have a trailer for it the beanie bubble uh, yeah that's out on apple i think oh is that why okay yeah so in in this in in the spirit of flaming hot in these i don't know this new trend that we've got of documentary movies made about products and things that we all know and love you that, know what kicked it off which one was it it was the um uh harlequin uh romance story of the colonel and kfc Starring Mario Lopez. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I don't think so. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. It was terrible. I, I went I for the that, satire I, and I, it was I, just painful. I didn't know that was real. I thought that was just a series of shorts that no, they did. No, it was real. Ooh. I tried to watch it. I just couldn't get through it. Mario Lopez. As the as, as Harlan Sanders. Yes. Oof. Yes. Oof. Um, but... Yeah, so, I don't know, Flamin' Hot was really, really good, and now the next one is uh, the story uh, behind the Beanie Babies. Yeah. Oh, the, the trailer looks very odd. Um, the whole premise seems to be that he built the company with his wife and then tried to cut her out of the company once it got big. But we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll have to see. It looks okay. The thing I find interesting in the trailer, though... Mm, I haven't is seen the trailer. They don't, it, it, from all of the shots that they show... There's no actual Beanie Babies in the movie from oh. what I saw in the trailer. So uh, they all had these other like weird stuffed animals. So I don't know if that was done on purpose because that's like another brand or that's or another thing. Or if it's at that point they haven't invented it yet. Right. Or did they not get the rights to Beanie Babies to make the movie about Ty that um, they they couldn't use them? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be fun to see. Um, the one thing I will say is that it's starring Elizabeth Banks and Zach Galifianakis. And They're I love great. Elizabeth Banks. And I've seen her with Zach before. And they have great chemistry. Sometimes it, Zach can be hit or miss. You know, I did not recognize him. Uh, well, because he's clean shaven in this oh, movie. Oh, that's but, weird. But I don't I, think I've ever seen that. <laughs> I absolutely did not recognize him at yeah. all. Uh, but I love Elizabeth Banks. She's hysterical. Uh, I do don't think there's been a thing that I've watched that I did not enjoy her in. That doesn't mean everything she's done is good. It means I've enjoyed her. Right. Especially her heart awareness PSA. <laughs> heart attack uh, signs for women. Right. Yeah, that was a really good one. <sighs> so good. Uh, Meg 2. I didn't see the original Meg. 
I just want to say, shut up, Meg. <laughs> that should be the 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 the, sub, the the catchphrase for like Meg three. Shut up, Meg. So I think the next movie that will definitely get our butts in the theater is going to be um, animated again. So it'll be too animated. And another comic book movie. Which, and this is why you've got the fun. And that's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, heck yeah. Mutant Mayhem. It's animated. The um, turtles just seem right. They've brought the funny. They're not trying to be grimdark. They're not being... It's there's, not being produced by Michael Bay. There's a lot of people that are really, really, really mad at April O'Neil in this movie. And I, I saw some, some like, Twitter flack. Why? Oh, why? Because she's black. But she's been black. Well, like, it's not new. Well, yeah, but they put up a picture of yeah. Megan Fox, and then they put up a picture of the fat black character as April O'Neil, and they go, can you believe that they've changed her this much? Um, can you believe this? Oh, my God, this is going to be so awful. Yeah, but they don't understand that the actual character in the comics was based on the artist's wife, who was yeah. black. Yeah. I, so... I, I, the fact that... Megan Fox is their April, who they think of when they think of April O'Neil, just tells me that you are not allowed to talk about the turtles because you don't know anything. Now, the one thing I was always confused about April O'Neil is how you could be like this, like a reporter on the street. Yeah. In like a blaze yellow jumpsuit. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. And in the original comics, let's not forget, they were black and white comics. Right. They were, they were like all black and white no grays no shading it was just a, a gorgeous art style um that very f- many don't do anymore some try to do it to bring back the old style they i'll tell you they just don't sell as well those comics tend not to um unless it's done by like a super big artist i love the the vo- the direction they're going with the voice casting here that all of the turtles are actually voiced by kids yes and they sound amazing they sound amazing they got a gr- they got a great cast and the interactions between them are great and i think it'll be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to that one i i i i am 100% on board um the jackie chan being splinter um <laughs> Seth Rogen as Bebop, a bunch of kids playing kid characters. John Cena is Rocksteady. That's the other one. Yeah, John Cena. I mean, right. like, who's, so who's our Shredder? Uh, oh, they haven't announced it. I don't think. I not the last time that I looked. I'm just. They might be keeping that a surprise. Yeah, that I may mean, be a surprise. It won't be. Um, Ice Cube's in it. He plays Superfly. A Shredder? No. 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 Superfly. I don't know. Super, it's not. It sounds vaguely familiar to me, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Ooh, Genghis Frog is going to be in it. Ah, oh, man, I forgot about Genghis Frog. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be great. And the art style is so beautiful. I love it. It really does kind of harken back to the comics. It. I love it. I love it so much. And by the way. Um, I am a huge fan of the Jim Henson Turtles movies. Those are fantastic. Oh, it appears that Shredder was written out of Mutant Mayhem. Oh, okay. Because they wanted the film's villain to be a mutant who could relate to the Turtles and who the Turtles could relate to and be tempted by. Ooh. Superfly was originally going to be a mutated version of Baxter Stockman, but the two ultimately wound up being separate characters. Mm. Oh, okay. Cool. So, so no Shredder. Wait, so the the villain is Ice Cube? Yes. Oh, I'm in. I am so in. How are you going to get fired on your day off from work? All right. 
That is fantastic. So we are definitely going to the theater for that. That comes out um, August 4th. So it'll be not this weekend when we're somewhere. Um, it will be the following weekend. So that will be exciting. And then the next weekend, I know this is usually the game that makes you buy a PlayStation. But this year, that was Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gran Turismo, the movie. Of all the things to make a movie about. Um <laughs> It looks okay. Uh, I think that'll be a thing I'll watch on my couch. Yeah. Early you don't want to see it up on the big screen? I would love to, but your snoring will uh, may wait, may disturb the other patrons. I, I, play, I think I can watch this movie. I don't think but, it would put me to sleep. I'm sorry. I'm st- uh, I just one other thing that really makes me want to go see the new Mutant Mayhem yes. Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, the music is <laughs> the, the, the music is composed by Trent Reznor. Oh, he's good. He's really good um, with scores and stuff. But yeah, that'll yeah, be great. You know, he, did you know he had a band for a while in the eighties and nineties? Yes, they yes. were kind of good too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, like him. Um, oh, who's the the one from Tribe that that does all the soundtracks from the Tribe Called Quest? I'm not sure, but um, I know that the RZA from Wu Tang. Yeah, does he a lot of RZA does work. a bunch. Uh, somebody from Tribe does a bunch. Like, there's a lot of really good um, movie musicians that started out in popular music. Um, mm-hmm. And Ludwig Göransson, he is another really good one, uh, which many people will know as the creative partner of Childish Gambino. Right. Um, oh, um, uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did start in popular music, Oingo Boingo. He did, and then yeah. he has, he's, you know, love him or hate him, he's had a great career in music, the Simpsons theme, and yep. uh, to, uh, you know, a bunch of movie soundtracks. Uh, so, yeah, another example. Good. Okay, so, uh, Gran Turismo, uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe? That's a maybe? We're going to see it, but it's a maybe theater. Yeah. Okay, so, so far, we've only got one thing we actually have to go to the theaters. Sure. Uh, so How many a, more you got? Let's, on let's my pu- birthday. Let's push through here. The Blue Beetle. I, I haven't even seen a darn thing. I haven't this. seen a trailer I didn't know was coming out this year. Uh, I knew it was on there. Um, it is a DC movie, um, and it is DC's first ever live action Latin superhero. Okay, cool. Um, right. um, all Latin cast. Yeah, I, I gotta well, support that. Well, except for Susan Sarandon. Mm, no, there you go. Uh, um, but yeah, gotta. I I really don't know much about. I mean, I know who the Blue Beetle is, but I'm I never wa- read the Blue Beetle comics. So uh, yeah, let's check it out. I'm all in for it. Let's. This is how you do representation, right? Yeah, and yeah, go ahead, and uh, I hope it works, and I hope it's good, and uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll see how it goes. But man, the DC live action movies—I know—they really are hit or miss. I I don't recognize the main actor. Um, I'm just looking him up now. He looks like like every '90s hot boy. Yeah, from uh from 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 '90s movies. Oh, uh, Guillermo is in it. Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Hmm. Okay. I love him. And uh, George Lopez. And George Lopez, yes. So, yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. Could be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Like I said, I, I don't know much about Blue Beetle, but I didn't know much about the, um, I didn't know much about the Guardians of the Galaxy. And how fun are those movies? Yeah. Like, that's... No, exactly. That's kind of how it goes, right? You, you've got to... You've got to open yourself up. Oh, we know the main actor from Cobra Kai. 
You seen Cobra Kai? Yeah, he's he's Miguel. He isn't that the main character? Like the kid? Is it? Yeah, that's the kid. The 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 main guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I like it. I liked him. He was a he was a good actor. So I'm I'm excited. Um but yeah, I didn't like I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy and I went into it not knowing about the characters and I love that that movie. Uh, I love those movies. So th- this is kind of I. This is what I wanted DC and Marvel to do. I want them to dig up their lesser known characters because we don't need the umpteenth Spider Man. We did need the Miles Morales because was, that's different, um, and we didn't need the umpteenth Batman. We need to to learn about you know Squirrel Girl and Hawk Girl and you know the 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 superheroes that. Not everybody knows about, but there's so much story that you can tell. New stories. We don't need something that's been rehashed a million times. We don't. Yeah, we get it. Batman's parents are dead. Okay, we all know the story. Give us a new story. So I'm I'm excited about Blue Beetle. Why isn't the Killing Joke a movie yet? Uh, because you just said you don't want Grim Dark. When it's Batman, it's okay. Um. <laughs> Every, every rule needs to be broken, right? Yeah, but couldn't you, wouldn't you, wouldn't it be great to have like a lot of fun with things like the killing joke where, you know, the movie ends on a cliffhanger and then you let the audience vote for whether they want Robin to die or not? No. <laughs> not in today's, in today's audience reaction, no. Because, you know, Robin McRobin face is, uh, going to die a horrible death. It, it, we're going to find out that the AIs are racists and everything else. Like anytime you leave things up to the people, we just destroy it. So uh, no, well, there was the amalgam comics that I always talk about when DC and Marvel came together oh. for a summer and combined all of their heroes. I think you could do that as a miniseries and have a lot of fun with it if you could somehow get the lawyers to agree. But the whole thing, it was based on all of your favorite superheroes across the universe's fighting. Yeah. And it was left to an audience vote. You know, who would win in a fight, Captain America or Batman? Let people vote on it. Who would win, Lobo or Wolverine? Uh, who would win, Wonder Woman or Storm? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's, there's... I would love, by the way, speaking of movies, I would love a Storm movie. I, but, like, yeah. legit tell Storm's story. Don't talk about Storm as she's one of the X-Men and she doesn't have anything driving her plot because that that's where they really messed up with Storm. Let's get her origins. Let's get her as part of the Thieves Guild. Let's get her Mohawk Storm, the whole shebang. Like, go into who Storm is. Give the Wolverine treatment to Storm. That would be awesome. And uh, do it like they've had so much success with the Black Panther movies and let an all-black creative team get behind it because, you know, she is an African character. Find me all African um, writers, artists, directors, photographers, musicians, everybody, and actually tell tell that story. I think, uh, you, you know what, because it worked wonders for uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Like, those movies are great. Absolutely. So, go ahead and uh, do the same thing. Yep. Absolutely. With another beloved character. Um, oh, and she better have a Mohawk in at least one scene in that movie, because oh Mohawk Storm is awesome. I mean, awesome. Mohawk, I want to see Storm, Mohawk Storm all the time. Like, just just always give me Mohawk Storm. Yeah. 
anymore? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. That's it for the summer. Um, so, that popped up. I'm sure there are other movies, but you know, any uh, any other. Uh, so I, I guess I'll wrap up. The, uh, yeah. Head towards wrapping up with a question for you. Yes. Uh, do you have any future ideas? Because August you're going to do the dog days. Yep. But in September, do you have any ideas in the hopper for uh, future yes. episodes? Yes, and there is one that we already know who we want to ask, but we haven't asked him yet. Mm. Um, you have a jingles bracket. Right, episode. right. I have that, that document saved somewhere of like finding all the best 80s and 90s advertising jingles and then do, well, maybe we should do that in, in like February to yeah. March to do it with like a March Madness thing. That'd be a, a fun tie-in. You and then we do we do like a like a bracket like March Madness. Can we do of, March Madness in like November? We could. <laughs> uh, so I, I got a couple other ones. Yeah. That uh, well, you've been wanting to do. Um, uh, uh, was it fat representation in media? Yes. And yes. I think that would be a fantastic. Uh, episode to do with other fat people. Yes. So if you're fat and you're listening to this, Nutty wants to talk to you and not her skinny husband. So, yes, and 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 people that are um, specifically fat positive, I don't want to hear. We're, we this is about positive fat representation, you know. Right. Uh, and that's really important to me. Uh, th- there's also my librarians episode, which I've put on the back burner many many times. But, you know, I don't want to make any promises on some of these because you, you got to make sure that they actually get made and people aren't like, hey, didn't you say you were going to do that three years ago? Uh, we do have the next Ghibli episode is going to be uh, Kaguya. Right. Which Tech is is dreading because the Sesame Street episode made him sad. It made me very, very scared when I was a young techie and you see the, the moon princess and it was, it was. I've like- recently rewatched that episode just to see what he was reacting to and I am shaking my head. But then again, little it is, techie. It's pretty scary. What are you talking about? Little techie was horrified by the Doctor Who soundtrack. Uh, theme. Yeah, the Doctor Who theme just absolutely ran a chill up my spine. And now it's like one of my favorite tracks of all time. Absolutely. Okay, enough. We're going to get copy striked by my bad singing. So, yeah, we've got lots of things in the hopper. I could just imagine you singing the Doctor Who theme and then we get like a copy strike. It's like you have ripped off Elvis Presley's Like a Hound Dog. What? Oh, man, my singing's awful. Uh, there, there was something that I said I wanted to make for, uh, the 12 days of podcasting. I'm definitely going to be doing that. Uh, so if you have recipes, send them in. Uh, that is always a good thing. Um, oh, I've got something to talk about. One last thing, um, that I've, so this is the story behind this. I am a, or I was a patron of the Evil Genius Chronicles and Patreon did something weird where a couple of us we're suddenly no longer patrons, but we couldn't repatronize patronage. Anyway, we couldn't give our donations. Every time I go to Patreon, it's a, I try to give money and it says, you're already backing this person, but they're not taking any money and I'm seen as not active. So unless I make a brand new Patreon account, I can't actually donate to the Evil Genius Chronicles, which was really kind of annoying me. So I sent Dave an email and I said, 
what email address? I'll just PayPal you, which is something that anyone could do. You could PayPal or, or Venmo me. And that works too. And um, he said, you know what? My server fees are paid for. Everything's good. Um, if you want to donate, donate to something LGBTQ related because I'm getting really upset with what's happening um, politically and in schools and everything else. And I said, okay, sure. And I found a perfect one uh, for that situation. Uh, by the way, Drag Story Hour is an awesome program. Uh, so I made a donation and I put it in his name and I put in his email address and he got a nice little surprise of, you know, Nuke Chas donated to this charity in your name and it says Evil Genius Chronicles on the, the whole thing. And he just loved that. And I loved it too. And it made me realize our server fees are pretty much paid by the patrons. You are all awesome. We've got that covered. Thank you so much. I've often thought about going on to, you know, how do we increase the patronage? How do we, what do we do with future monies? Things like that. We've bought the theme song. We got what we needed. Um, adding on conventions was always, uh, like an extra idea. But after the pandemic, I'm a lot less interested in traveling to conventions right now. Um, I love conventions. I just, I haven't been to one recently. And this whole donation idea really tickles me. So if you are interested in donating, instead of donating to me and you would like to donate to a charity and then you get the tax write off, but you want to put in Nutty Bites name, go right ahead. And you can do that by putting in any of my email addresses. If you put uh, nuttybytes at nimlast.org as the email address, it will come to me. Um, and I will know that you have done that. If you want to use nukechas at Gmail, that works too. Any of my email addresses. Uh, but if you want to donate and say it's in honor of Nutty Bites, that would be awesome. So I just want to put that out there as another option for people. And if you do so, and if I get that email or you alert me to it and you show me that you have donated in Nutty Bites name, I will add that to the list of thank yous to all the patrons. Well, that's really cool. I I, I like this idea that, uh, yeah, you know what? We're in a good place right now. We're doing okay. And yeah. uh, if you want to show your support for the show and show your support for a cause that you think is worthwhile, yep. uh, please do. And um, if you are a current patron and you're thinking... Well, I'd like to convert that to a charity instead. That's okay too. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to go through. I'm, the, the, Patreon's been telling me that they've changed the whole. There's a lot of different options for the Patreon, and I might just go through and change. You know, the different tiers and things like that. Um, I really like the idea of uh, this is what Pet Foolery has. Uh, it's a dollar a month. You can donate more, but he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for five dollars a month, you get the early access. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's he, he's like a dollar a month. I I don't care, and anybody could just give whatever they want over that. Um, and I kind of like that idea. I'm I'm not quite ready to get rid of what people have already been paying into, and I I want to make sure that I do respect that. Um, but I'm thinking about just some some different options, some different ideas. And then uh, I will definitely use any donations that people have given. I will read them. I will read your names as a special thank you when I do my patrons. Um, and I think that that's a great way of paying it forward. And like I said, uh, you don't get a tax receipt for donating to me, but you can get a tax receipt if you donate to your food bank. Um, 
one caveat only to positive charities no donating to um hateful charities i I don't know how they exist but you you know what it is Mm. and i'm i'm not political but if you donate to Trump, do not donate to Trump in my name. Like, I will absolutely lose everything and figure a way that you can't even listen to my show. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't want it. I really don't want political, I, uh, other than, you know, taking care of people's so human what rights. Kind of, uh, what kind of charities do yeah. we support? So maybe I'll, that I'll explain, will help yeah, people. To give people some ideas, a big charity. So we're always donating to the Red Cross because the Red Cross is always needed. We know people who have benefited from... Uh, disaster relief from the Red Cross. Um, many, there was uh, quite a few, but one of them just reminds me of, uh, we had a, a friend. I was on my way to visit said friend and, uh, there was an explosion in their apartment building and the Red Cross took from a gas leak. If, uh, from a gas leak. Yeah. From a, a thing that happened. Um, nobody could go back to their homes. The Red Cross took care of everybody. So it's not just hurricanes and floods and things like that. It's, there's a fire in an apartment building. Everybody's taken care of. You know, they, they take care of people. Um, so that's always been a big one. Uh, Doctors Without Borders, or can you say it in French? Médecins Sans Frontières. Thank you. Uh, that is always a big charity of ours. Um, we do the war amps up here. We know people that have benefited from that as well. Um, so the war amps, if people aren't aware, is a charity that helps amputee children and connects them with prosthetic services and um, physical therapy. To help them, it was started after World War One by uh, amputee veterans who were helping other veterans and helping children deal with the fact that they were now amputees after accidents or illness. Uh, it's a wonderful charity. Support them every year because uh, they do a lot of good work. And like you said, we know people that have uh, benefited from that. Uh, we're also really big on uh, supporting our local food bank. Yep, that was the next thing I was going to say. Always into supporting local food banks, your food bank, uh, other food banks. Fantastic way of uh, helping out. I am a big fan of helping those local charities because the big organizations, the United Way, the, the those organizations, they filter money to smaller charities, but they have a lot of overhead. And it's those smaller charities, especially in recent years, that struggle because... During the pandemic, nobody was giving money to things that were not pandemic related. Um, I, I was part of a charity that at, after 9-11, nobody was donating to us. We had to end up downsizing uh, two thirds of our department, including me, uh, because nobody was donating to anything that wasn't 9-11 related. So those smaller charities, those are the ones that need that extra support. Um Charities that are uh, good for helping the LGBTQ community, suicide prevention, mental health charities, charities that give people services. These are the kinds of charities that I absolutely love and I love to support. Um, I like the charities that are making a difference in your community. So even if it's your community and not mine, I want to I want to make your community better. So those are the kinds of charities that I like to follow. And if you're ever curious, who should I donate to? There's Charity Navigator. There's, I forget the care app that I use. There's, um, I'll, I'll look it up, but there's a, a, um, I have this little navigator that lets me check out charities and whatnot. And then I can even say, all right, this is how much money I have to donate. And it helps me set goals for donating, things like that. Awesome. 
And uh, yeah. And uh, oh, it's CanadaHelps.org. That's what it is. So this is Canadian. Uh, CanadaHelps.org is the one that uh, helps me find all the different charities that I need. And it organizes my tax receipts and uh, helps me set goals for who I want to donate to. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to tell people to please give generously. Yes. To the charities that are important to you. Yes. And and share that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really important. A uh, big one, if you would like to share more recently, um, Alzheimer's Societies. Very yes. helpful. Very helpful. They do good work. They help out a lot of people. Yeah, they really helped out my family when we needed it and yep. the services that uh, they were able to provide. And not only that, but they were able to link us to other services uh, that, and that information we and courses and yep. even for people that you know was not a di- was not on Alzheimer's diagnosis, but they were able to help because it was similar enough. Yep. Um, Absolutely, uh, hospices hospices are huge, um, yep. and they are charities, and they are the people that help people at the very end of their life. And <laughs> what? How did I hear somebody put it? Uh, it was uh, with the end of life transition. Yes, end of life transition. I love that. Um, Not dying. Nope. Nope. The end of life transition. I love it. But this is this is this is what is needed. Um, so I'm I'm really just putting it out there. If this is something that interests you, please donate. And if you want to put it in Nutty Bites' name, you can definitely do that. If you don't want to, don't worry about it. Uh, and just if you happen to also be a Twitch person and you donate to me on Twitch, please stop. I can't stop you. I can't refund you. Stop. I'm not doing Twitch anymore. And I feel really bad. <laughs> so that's that's what I've got there. And uh, before we go, let's let's thank those patrons. Those guys. Let's do an extra special thank you. And if you donate, then this will be where you get your thank you. It'll be at this point. We want to thank our top tier, our big daddies. Thank you so much to Jax. Hey, Jax, are you going to the convention this weekend? uh, Southern Fried Gaming and Vintage Computer Festival. If you do, please say hello to Mark and James for us. Uh, And also thank you to Jason uh, and Rich the TT. Thank you so much. And thank you to our patrons of the arts. Thank you to uh, Kaylin, Mark, the encaffeinated one. These are two separate marks. Uh, <laughs> Melissa, the bathtub mermaid, Susanna. And thank you to all of our other patrons who are just awesome and keeping all those server fees paid. Thank you, all of you. Thank you to Shane, uh, Selganor, Andy Luke, Clifford, Greg, Harold, Hugh J. O'Donnell, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Crazy Joe Adventures, Mike, PCAT, The Radical Geek, Stephen, Will, and Zachman. Thank you so much to all of you. Um, and Thanks, everybody. Like we said, if you want to transition that into a donation, feel free. If you want to uh, be one of these names that I read, you can either go to the Patreon, which you can find at nimlas.org, or you can donate to your favorite charity and put in Nutty Bites at nuttybites at nimlas.org as the email or nukejust at gmail and that will come to me and I'll just read your name and it'll be a love fest don't fly everybody have a great, have a great summer
Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-NUTTY42. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel.